Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Knicks Mailbag. This is episode 39, and I'm your host, Winnie Pooh. Uh, I am joined today, not by Jeremy, but by the OG, at Scooter Toots, Drew, a.k.a. Doug. Doug, what is going on? Oh, not much. I'm just in a room with my cat right now being super annoying, wanting to jump up and you know, touch everything that's electronic and ruin things. You know, well, nice. you know, that good shit. Well, that's pretty exciting. Um, your cat sounds quite mischievous. Uh, but before we get started, uh, I do want to mention that the Strickland has a Patreon. You can subscribe to that uh, either by going to our site or going to www.patreon.com/thestrickland. Um, Plenty of options for you. There is a $6 tier. Uh, that gets you access to this mailbag. Uh, it also gets you access to Pod Strickland on Friday, as well as the Discord, uh, which is always alive uh, with discussion ranging from currently today, uh, Martin Scorsese movies, uh, as well as Nick's basketball. Uh, <laughs> and there's also a $9 tier, which I would encourage anybody who likes to read good writing uh, to subscribe to, uh, you can get access to Jack Huntley and Matthew Miranda's weekly articles, uh, two of the best basketball writers, writers, yes. period, 100%. Uh, that, that you will ever have a chance to read. Uh, also, you get access to another pod of me yelling. Um, Strick and Roll, it's great. I yell even more than I do on other pods. Um, so you can, you can access that if you want. Also, there are further tiers. Uh, $15, $30, $50, $100. Uh, all of these tiers come with their own perks and benefits, including watch parties, joining in on pod recordings, even getting a chance to be on a pod yourself as a co-host. Uh, all of this is available to you. 
if you choose to subscribe, thank you for your support. If not, and you just want to consume the free content we put out there, also more than appreciated uh, for your support. None of this would be possible without all of you. So thank you so much. And from there, uh, we are going to start with with the show. All right. So uh, this is a question from Evan J in the Discord. Uh, which player or combo beginning to click do you think most raises the ceiling of the starting lineup offensively? I still think the Randall-Evan two-man game continuing continuing to gel and both getting their heads out of their at, are out of their ass has massive potential for us. Drew, Doug, Drew, I'm, Doug, Drew, Doug, Doug, Drew. <laughs> I uh, I'm with Evan. I feel like that's like the um the underwhelming part of the starting lineup right now and it's just mainly because Fournier's shots aren't falling i think if if everyone has at least caught up or watched like the pacers game last night like not only did Fournier have good looks but like the knicks in general had really good looks from three and they weren't falling so like i that's what i think Fournier is kind of doing right now he just needs to just once his shot starts falling i think things will open up a lot more for him, I think he's really trying to embrace like the team concept of like passing and moving and trying to find his role out of like everyone else. And I think because of that, he's getting a lot of like, you know, Tibbs is subbing him out more and all these sort of things. But I, I think once Fournier starts hitting shots, kind of like how people are like quickly's bad because his shot's not falling, which is was a terrible take in the first place. But Fournier hasn't been like as good as defense as quickly. But I do think once Fournier shot starts falling, like this offense is truly going to be like unlocked. So that I'm I'm with that. I'm 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 with Evan. I think that's the that's the piece that's missing right now in the starting lineup. Yeah, I guess for me, when you think about raising the ceiling, I just think and you're talking about the starting lineup, I think it it has to be RJ. Like it, it has to be RJ because if RJ makes a leap, gets to the level we think i mean we've seen glimpses of it we saw that 35 point explosion against new orleans he followed that up with the 27 point game against toronto um so we've definitely seen the flashes there um obviously i think the pull-up shooting is something he's still kind of like fine he's still trying to figure out when to to pull that out and then Mm -hmm. you know connecting on it and all these kind of things i think he's trying to figure out how to how to blend in some of the stuff that he's been working on into um fitting in with all the kind of added shot creation that they have in the lineup um, and also getting his head out of his ass defensively, which he did yesterday, which helped the Knicks mm-hmm. win the game, which is very nice. Um, but I, I just think it's RJ. Like he's the biggest upside bet in that lineup. Cause we already know what those other guys can do. Like you, I, I hear the argument for like Randall Evan two man game. I get it. Um, but like, we know what, that is it's not going to like fundamentally alter the trajectory of the team it's just more like those possessions that we have them doing right now will become more productive because they will be more productive um and Kemba is Kemba we know what he is like we know what he can do he's not going to magically become bigger and therefore less capable of being hunted on on defense he's also not really going to improve from like what we've seen in his career, right? Like we just kind of like know what he is at this point and that, that can be good. Um, but RJ is the guy who, you know, he has the potential to really get to a higher level, uh, offensively in particular. And if he does that, then okay, then 
then you're really, uh, you know, you can talk about where this team is headed in a different regard than I think we're probably mostly considering them right now. We're like, I don't think anybody really considers them any type of contender right now. Um, but if RJ makes a leap, then maybe that becomes a little bit more of a interesting discussion to be had. Um, I guess you could say Mitch, but like, I don't even know what to do with Mitch right now. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah I have no idea either. Yeah, I just think I, he needs to like get back to full health and then I'll maybe be able to kind of like figure it out. But right now he's just like, I feel like I haven't seen Mitch play at the level I know he's capable of in so long that I just can't even kind of like figure it right now. So I just need him to, and I, and like, let's be real. Like, even if Mitch, when, whenever that happens, right. Uh, he's not going to like, we know what he is. He's not raising the ceiling of the starting lineup offensively. Like he's, you know, he's not fucking like Jokic or some shit. Like he's not Embiid. He's not going to raise the ceiling of the starting lineup offensively. Um, all right, that was a good question. I enjoyed that. Uh, can I? Do you mind if yeah. I ask a follow up to that? Because I do find something interesting. Yeah, no, I've this is not your it. mailbag, and you didn't submit okay. this question on time. Fair enough. Okay, next question. Let's move on. <laughs> no, what is it? So, I I feel like we brought this up at least in the Discord, and I wondering is because I've noticed this again too on a couple drives RJ had, like the few limited ones he had against the Pacers. Again, like. Is there something like physically off with his lower body? Do you think after like he had his like point explosion? Because like I feel like now he's he's completely regressed into like getting zero explosion, you know, drive on drives, and he's just getting completely like blocked and handled like easily. And before he was finishing with his right hand and everything, is that? Do you think he's injured in any sort of way? Like I. Part of me thinks he is, but I don't know. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, he might be carrying something. I, I agree. It's been kind of weird to see how much the finishing has dropped off. And yeah, he's like, once again, only like he went, he had like one drive going to his right yesterday and it wasn't particularly good. He got it swatted mm-hmm. by Miles yeah. Turner. But like, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty weird to see like how often he was mixing up right hand drives for, I would say like, I mean, I, I don't remember these games vividly after the fact but like i know that against chicago against new orleans against toronto he was mixing it up finishing with his right and he was having a lot of success doing it and then after that i i honestly don't know if i remember a single right hand finish since then um again i I could be completely wrong but i I tend to agree with you maybe he is carrying something i I think that's it's definitely possible because he doesn't look i mean not that he's like the most explosive guy anyway um no, but he looked more explosive compared to his first two years, though, to start off the season. So, right, because like he was, he was like jumping better, or like his timing was better on the jumps, and he was mixing it up so well. And it's like, oh, he's like, and that's why I think he, we were getting really high on RJ, right? It was like, oh, he he's figured out to trust his right hand more, so he can mix up his driving, and he just stopped it. Like it just has just stopped, and I don't know if it's like an injury thing, a mental thing. It, it's concerning though, whatever it is. Cause it's just like, it just stopped. And, and that's worrisome to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. Cause it feels like the entire lineup is figuring stuff out. Like they, they're like, they're all kind of struggling in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would be more concerned if it was just like RJ struggling 
or if it was just Julia struggling, but I'm not as concerned because it's a collective thing, which leads me to believe that like there's a lot of just figuring out how to play off of each other. Um, which like, look, I only, only scored 92 points yesterday and probably had their worst, um, offensive output of the season, I think. Um, but I thought like the, the ball movement, their commitment to it, uh, Mm -hmm. nobody really monopolizing the ball. Um, I thought, I thought that was really good. So yeah, I thought um, yesterday, even the point, even though like the point total wasn't that hard, like over like the past couple of games, this was probably their best offensive performance that they had. They just, there were shots that just weren't falling. Like how many in and out shots did like Burks, Fournier and like RJ have it even like Randall and stuff. It was just like, I feel like they left at least another like 20 points <laughs> on the table just from like three pointers alone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah, yesterday was, was definitely good. Um, so, you know, it's a step in the, in the right direction. We got to, they have to sustain it because we've seen these kind of mm-hmm. like they have a good game. Do they sustain it? I don't know. It felt different yesterday, even from like other games. It felt like they really kind of, you know, I, I've been kind of harping on this, but um, the having finally having two days between games probably gave them a chance to really have like a legit practice and really kind of install stuff that they maybe didn't have a chance to yet. Uh, I thought the defensive rotations looked a lot cleaner. Uh, yes. I actually thought yeah. even against Charlotte, for the most part, their defensive rotations were a lot cleaner, uh, except for that stretch at the end of the second quarter and beginning of the third quarter. But like other than that, I thought they played pretty well defensively. Offensively is where I thought there was a lot of weird yeah, the offense stuff. was yeah, the offense was really bad in Charlotte. Defense wasn't like it wasn't excellent, but it also it, it wasn't the reason why they lost that Charlotte game at all. Yeah, and I just thought yesterday was like their most complete two-way effort. So, yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes, but I'm cautiously optimistic of uh what what is in store. All right, next question. This one is from I'm skipping over James and Stingy's questions. <laughs> James, um, it is so fucking stupid. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Dom Gordo. Uh, generally, why does it seem like Tibbs has a higher standard of accountability for young players than vets? Shouldn't vets make less mistakes? Doesn't that make theirs worse? Um, Dom, you're right, but Tibbs is unfortunately a boomer, and we all know how boomer, boomers are when it comes to, you know, youth and ex- versus experience and those sort of things. It's it's what they do. It's just one of those things that's just going to drive us nuts. It's you got to hold the younger players accountable, and the vets have a longer leash because they have more experience, and that's generally what boomers do. And usually, if you take a step out from like basketball, that's normally how even just like like a workplace even functions too. Like people who have a little more experience get a little more leeway than the um than the younger people so that's just kind of how i see it it's like i agree with them i think it's it's a silly approach because i do think randall should be held more accountable when he's being grundle because obi's playing so well in like those type of situations but old man tibbs isn't gonna he isn't gonna budge on that unfortunately yeah i mean i get the point i also think that like because that's have been through it you kind of like when they make mistakes you expect them to sharpen up from them and i think they like they you know they've been through in the leagues they kind of understand that works with young players what i think you were trying to impress upon them is like get iron these mistakes out of your game 
And the one tool you have, you know, the biggest carrot you have as a coach is playing time, right? Like, hey, if you do these things that are good, you get more playing time. If you do these things that fucking suck, I'm going to cut your playing time. Is that, I know there's like two, there's many schools of thought on what the right or wrong way is. I think it's all down to the player. Um, and let's be fair here. Like, he's had a pretty long leash with RJ. Like, I, I would yeah. say that like, and not that, not that RJ has been like some, you know, fucking basket case or like, you know, this isn't Kevin Knox we're talking about here, right? Like, this is not like a guy who spent the entire season just being a fucking disaster on defense or something like that. Like, but even when he's had his downs, Tibbs has stuck with him. He's played him big minutes, played him over 30 minutes. Um, you know, he has stuck with him. I just think it's a case by case basis. And also like, I don't think, I think some of the time we assume that he's pulling guys out of a game. Some of these younger guys out of a game because He's trying to hold them accountable. And I'll, I just don't, I don't know if that's true. I think sometimes like he might just pull Obi out of the game because he wants to get Randall back in. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen that like with IQ, especially even going back to last year, like he's had a longer, a much longer leash on him than you would have expected for a guy who, look, let's be real. Like, I mean, it's great that he's turned out the way he's turned out, but he was the 25th pick of the draft. And generally speaking, uh, you know, guys that get picked 25th in the draft don't figure to be, nailed on in the rotation even for a bad team uh which the knicks were projected to be last year but uh iq was part of what made them good so tibbs gave him more minutes uh you can say that's yeah of course you did because he's good but like that's not always the case um and i do think he deserves credit for that um you know he he went to quickly pretty early in the season he was starting in the rotation from game one uh, not mm-hmm. starting in the starting lineup, obviously, but just he was in the rotation from game one and stayed there the entire season. He never dropped out. Um, same with Obi. Obi was in the rotation the entire season. So, like, you know, sometimes I, I do think with like Obi, he is extra hard on him, and maybe that's because he has, like, I know Julius has been very polarizing to say the least this season, but like he was All NBA last year. He was the most improved player last year. Like, he has a lot of credit in the bank for Tibbs. Um, and so I think maybe with OB's harder on him because he does have that option. Whereas with quickly, it's like, I mean, technically I guess he's coming in for RJ, but it, it's like, you know, that, that it, however you want to designate that is weird, but like he's basically coming in for RJ or Fournier, like, and I would say Fournier definitely doesn't have the credit in the bank that RJ does even um, because I, I thought you could have argued before the fourth quarter that, Fournier played just as good, bad, however you want to put it, as RJ. Yeah, they were uh, pretty much on the same level, more or yeah. less. Yeah, but he went with RJ because that's his guy, and like he trusts him more. And I, I, I totally understand that. And I mean, I would have gone with RJ too. So I'm not even like saying that was like I, to me it wasn't a close call. I'm just saying like if he just always went with the vet, um, I I don't think he would have gone with RJ yesterday. I think he would have gone with Fournier. So I don't think it's like always the case like this i just think it's like easy to go with that because that's kind of like our established conception of what tibbs will do um and that's kind of like his reputation but i would say like with the knicks so far he's been pretty good about it and i know that people want to see grimes they want to see mcbride but like you know if they want to hit the ceiling of this team i do think that like he's going to give the starters a lot more time to figure it out than just like rather than immediately shifting it and, and changing things. I mean, I, I've suggested changes. I'm not even necessarily disagreeing that changes wouldn't be better, but, like, that's his call. 
we'll see what the results are. Uh, I just don't. I don't think it's like a crazy choice or anything like that. 